Sometimes life has a way of being a real pain in the ass. Bad things happen that are beyond your control. Things are harder than they need to be. And everything just seems to suck. And the bad news is, many times it's your own fault. Today we'll share one man's story of how he learned that lesson the hard way. Over and over again until he developed the confidence and discipline he needed to live a more successful and rewarding life. But first, this is the Fit Mess where together we learn to develop habits that help us live beyond our mental health struggles to create happier, healthier lives. He's Zach. He lives in the future with his anxiety. He's Jeremy, and he lives in the past with his depression. And we get together once a week in the present to share the obstacles we face and how we overcome them. Zach, I know this is true for you. It is so true for me. If anyone's been listening to this for any length of time, you would have heard the stories of how we continued to get in our own ways, to be our own worst enemies for large chunks of our lives. And in many cases, it took hitting rock bottom, back against the wall, something to motivate us, to push us, to make changes, to accept responsibility for the bad things that were happening in our lives and finally getting our shit together. For me, one of those things was drinking. You know, I, I know I used it heavily to manage my emotions, to manage my feelings. And that's something that still now, after not drinking for, what, six years, still comes mm-hmm. up for me when, when times are tough. And I'm like, oh, man, it would, it would be so much easier to just get hammered right now and not feel this. But I, <laughs> I have to ignore that and push it aside. Toxic jobs. I know you've been there where you're like, God, enough's enough. I don't have to do this anymore. I can literally leave. Then you do. And oh man, your life is 100% better because you left that toxic job that made you dread your existence and made you not want to get out of bed every day. Yep. And then there's the simple things like just going to the gym and lifting heavy things for a few minutes. The impact that things like that have when you decide, I'm going to just not feel this way anymore. I'm going to take active steps to feel differently. When you take that responsibility, it's just such a massive game changer for the way the rest of your life unfolds. I, I mean, I just agree with everything that you said, because, you know, 20 years ago, I had to just make a decision to live a different life. And every day I make a decision to live a different life because like, like you said, falling back into some of those other things like the drinking and not exercising or staying in a job that you hate, like that stuff all creeps up. You don't fix this once and you're done. It's continually rotating. Like one, one thing will drop and another thing will add and you've got to make a decision. Like it, it's, willpower, it's resilience, it's all of these things that you need to have in order to make that flip. But you have to make that decision at the very beginning of I'm going to be different. And then that difference takes the the shape of one thing you can do differently today that you keep trying and failing and trying and failing and eventually it becomes a habit. And then things are a little better. So you open another door and discover there's something else I can do. There's some other little tweak I can make. It's just, it's just been proven to me over and over again, and our guest today is no different. His name is Jason Pike. He's a military veteran who faced personal setbacks, self-doubt, and relentless challenges. Many, maybe even most, were of his own making, yet somehow he managed to emerge stronger from all of those challenges than ever before. Jason Pike is no stranger to struggle and pain. As a young man, much of it would be brought on by his own choices, his own repeated failures, and things that he takes the blame for. But pain and struggle started early for him. As a child, he faced problems that were not his fault. I grew up with pain and failure as a normal, not that I was poor, it was just that when I grew up, I had failed the first grade, English and uh, reading 
are my worst subjects. Oh, by the way, I'm a national best-selling author. There's a lot of irony in these things. And so, but no, I had a lot of shelf on it. But no, read uh, first grade identified as you got problems um, and failed the first grade. And nine years old, physical, I had osteomyelitis. So osteomyelitis was a bone disease. So that was just, to me, maybe the good thing I had was I kind of had a lot of grit, I guess, because, you know, with kids, they're a bit more resilient than adults. And if pain and failure are sort of introduced in your life, you don't want that to happen. But that, so when it happens, you heal a little bit stronger after these failures and pain. As I mentioned, the problems didn't stop there. They kept coming as he got older. And they kept getting worse, in many ways, because they were problems he created for himself. Even throughout a 31-year career in the military, Jason struggled to get out of his own way, but eventually learned some valuable lessons that he details in his new book, A Soldier Against All Odds. And in the bio attached to his new book, it says, Jason Pike shows us that it is possible, through determination, careful application, and bold strategy, to overcome or compensate for personal humiliation brought about primarily by his own mistakes. Being haunted by investigations, academic difficulty, arrests, many ass-chewings, and physical frailty, he did pay the price for being himself. So I asked him to tell me more about that price he paid and how it was caused by his own mistakes. Fired from jobs. Uh, one time I got fired from a, a position in, uh, when I came out of college. I was in my 20s, and I went out joyriding. I totaled the government truck in a county that I was not assigned to because I was joyriding. I kind of uh, ran stop signs habitually and speed all the time. So I walked away without a scratch. Boss was uh, very surprised that I had even made it a lot, at a life, and uh, got fired from that job. And I had a college degree. I was considered a, I'd already been in my 20s. I'd been in the military for six, seven years or so. I was a reserve officer at the time. Got, got fired from another job and went on unemployment. Arrested many times, arrested in the army, which is much more serious than being arrested in civilian life because we have a different standard. And so almost got kicked out. I had a driving under the influence again with driving and things. And so that was a lot of personal embarrassment to the military. And then I had to go through two years of appeal processes, which they said could not happen. And I did it. Oh, what else? Driving under suspension of a driver's license, even after I got my driver's license all taken away. I kept on driving and got caught again. A lot of these things were my own fault. Uh, we have that term in the military used uh, almost dying in shit or almost drowning in shit. What? I've actually been there, really. I mean, literally, but uh, almost drowned in it at night alone in South Korea. And I got out of that. And I also got out of it without anybody knowing about it. So you could go in various different assets. And it's, it kind of goes through just survival and persistence and never giving up. And ever, along the way, I was thinking, wow, I made it out of this. Wow, I got out of that. And I did this. I did that. With all of this uh, self-proclaimed dumbassery, <laughs> with being in the military, for most people, I think that maybe aren't dealing with all of these things you went through, they're saying to themselves, if I could just get disciplined enough to go for a run every day, go to the gym, eat better, whatever the thing is they're trying to do in their life, I just need the discipline. I don't know that it gets a lot more discipline than the military. So how did you manage to continue the dumbassery even in the military? Well, that was tough. That was really tough. Um, <laughs> uh, tell you what, discipline, uh, you know, not talking back. I did not talk like I am right now one, two years ago because I had been practicing it. So I kept my mouth shut and I was pretty good at putting up with a lot of bullshit. 
And so I was pretty good with that, just mentally disciplined, because I went through, I joined early and they say, you know, they break you early, they strip you down early. And I, but I still had a roguish, uh, kind of a reckless type of behavior, rebel type of behavior that was always stirring up in me. So I, I managed to get through it. And the never quit thing was really taught to me early from my father who he was, I was not poor, but he was really, really poor. I mean, stealing food, you know, wearing rags on your feet type of poor. And he just taught us, you can get in trouble. That's okay. Matter of fact, he taught us how to steal watermelons and shoot bottle rockets at cars when we were kids. He said, you, you can, you can do these things, but you just never quit if you get in trouble or things of that nature. And so, yeah, you, I kept quiet and I just kept my head down and like, oh shit. Okay. All right. I got in trouble or yeah, whatever. And I, I'm not, you know, and I just, I just, I just, I just mulled through it. I mulled through it. I did have the background of the discipline of the military. Uh, and I, I kept that and I kept that pretty good. There were also fights like physical fist fights. And it was the one that he got into with his dad. That was actually the turning point in his life. Well, I had come back. We had talked about the basic initial training. I was going into my senior year of high school. I was 18 years old. I had been through a very, very difficult part of my life, which were almost got kicked out three months of basic training. It was also other advanced individual training. I came out pretty uh, kind of wired and I could feel that I could, you know, kick a lot of people's asses. And he, he wanted to test me and he, you know, he drank a few scotches and whiskeys in that evening and he started throwing me around on the floor, pinned me, just starting a fight with me. And well, I pinned him back on his back. He threw me back and then I eventually... I got him to where I picked him up and I body slammed him. Now I was very, very strong and had a lot of adrenaline. I body slammed him on, on his back. And when he, when I did that, he just raised his hands up and said, no more, no more, Jake, Jake. That's what he called me, Jake, no more. And I thought, whoa, man, maybe I broke his back because I was 18 and he was probably in his 50s, I guess, uh, at that time. So I thought, whoa. And maybe I've hurt my old man here. And um, and that was that. He never, he was sort of proud of me. And he never, he never messed with me on that one. And, you know, if I had to ask him anything, it was like, what, were you really just acting like that? Like you asked, you trying to build my confidence up. Maybe it, that I beat your ass, but nobody can beat his ass. I don't know. So, but, uh, so, so that, yeah, that was the fight with that. And it never happened again after that. Yeah. So what did that teach you? What lessons did you take from that? I built up a lot of confidence with myself. And then I can handle about anything. Now, the confidence was so good, not only I got my first girlfriend, but also I started thinking about college, which was really not in the cards from according to the professionals and even the SAT score, the interest exam scores. It was not in the cards. They told me not even to even think about going to college. When I came back, I was confused. I'm thinking, if I went through all this crap, I definitely can sit in an air-conditioned library for 12 hours a day trying to get the damn stuff through my heads while I'm eating pizza and I get to go to the bathroom anytime I want to in the library. So I started thinking a little different. I think I'm the hell with it. I'm just going to college. And then I, I went in and I just kind of worked real slowly, inch by inch, and would succeed at this semester and that semester. It wasn't engineering. It was education, something I could, you know, get a, whatever the goal was. And that's kind of how I went through that. Scoring a win against dad was just one of many accomplishments that would come along with that newfound confidence. Jason earned over 30 service awards and badges. And today he's on a mission to inspire audiences around the world and show them how to be resilient and how to persevere no matter what disadvantages and life struggles may happen. He's also on a mission to manage his mental health 
and he uses a lot of different tools to do so. I like to go to a sauna and I like to get all the toxins out and it makes me feel really good. Sometimes I'll stretch in the sauna and then there's a facility when I come out of the sauna, it's called heat cold therapy. I'll jump into an ice bath. There's also doing a little bit of meditation. I do exercising uh, like a left, right, left processing thing. It could be walking, could be running, could be elliptical. And then I visualize photographs while I'm doing, I got to be alone away from my devices or anything and just allow the pictures to unfold. And if I laugh, I laugh. If I cry, I cry. It might be alone walking in the woods or with, you could do that with the dogs. When I got out of the military, I had to go through various methods to check out. And so it's a management technique and it, what's good for me may not be good for someone else. And there's other ways to manage your situation that you have, but yeah, I still manage that. I don't imagine that those are techniques they teach you on the way out of the military. How did you how did you go from that lifestyle to meditating in a cold bath and plunging into the heat and crying in the woods? How did how did that evolution happen? I had to go through various nonprofit organizations where it's sort of like a one-stop shop. You got yoga, you got therapy, you got this, you got that. So there's some things that are set up to where these are all the things you might like to try and you just try them out one-on-one. You do, if you don't like that, no problem. Go here. If you don't like that, go here. And so there was a few of those nonprofit activities. If you like biking, if you like fly fishing, but you know, you, you might not be near a nice river to go fly fishing. So yeah, there's, you have to try those things out. And I think a lot of people don't want to do that. They just want, okay, this is what the doctor says and this is what I got to do. So that's not the way... Uh, to approach it, it's to approach it and uh, just try things out. Like you would try food out. You'd say, well, I don't like green beans. I like corn or whatever we want. And uh, so that's kind of how you need to look at it. But a lot of, you know, that's how I did it. I, li- I like that curiosity and, and being open to new things. And you're right. So often we want to hear, this is the way, this is the optimal way to reach peak performance and whatever, only do this. And then we go into it and it sucks and we hate it and we quit after a week because it sucks and we hate it. Where your approach, I think, is so much more beneficial for people. Just try it out. And if it's something you enjoy, you're probably going to do it longer. Oh, yeah. I mean, when you walk into a gym, you're going to have rowing machines, ellipticals, walking machines. Sometimes I won't even decide what I want to do until I walk in and it's what I feel like. And maybe you have to go with those feelings, which is hard to do. And so I'll say, uh, no, I was going to go in and do elliptical, but now I'm going to get on that walking machine and walk with some weights on me and stuff like that. So, or maybe now I feel like I need to jam on my machine or jam on the uh, little iPod and get some good music. It just depends on, uh, I'll walk in and I'll have a feeling, this is what I'm going to do. And so, uh, yeah, you just got to try it out, be a little creative on things. It sounds like you're living a very different life than the one you lived in the military. <laughs> Are there aspects of that military life that still carry over to the way you approach your life now? Yeah, I get up in the morning. I have a mission. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I've kind of got an idea of how the week's going to go. So I always have been a morning person. I get up and I'll probably do more before 9 a.m. than most people do all day. Checking emails, you know, drinking two, three cups of coffee. And I don't know, that stimulates me and makes me think of and plan a little headache things and, uh, I do a lot in the mornings to get my, my things together. I got to have an exercise at some point uh, before noon. So yeah, I still have those aspects. The only thing I miss is some of the buddies and the, and the camaraderie. I don't really care about the bullshit anymore, but the, the buddies I do. Yeah. And how do the lessons about resilience that you went through, through all these traumatic events, how does that still play a part in your life? 
I think it builds you up a little bit. It just builds your mental capacity, your mental resiliency, and you can see through things a little bit better. I mean, mistakes or failures or fiascos are, you know, a part of life, maybe a part of my life more than most others. But uh, <laughs> to me, it's just, that's just part of life. And you just deal with that. And that's kind of how I look at those things now. You're always going to get down and depressed from time to time, but you have to find ways to get back out and, and just to try to understand that that's what happens in life. You know? mm-hmm. So for anyone out there that's facing some sort of challenge right now, as they're stuck trying to move forward, try to get through whatever difficult thing life has thrown at them, what are some things you would advise that people try and, and get curious about to, to get through those things? Ooh, I would just try to look down the future that these things, look at your own life and understand that you've probably done a few things and gotten out and you know, you've made it through other few things, right? And I think that if you just look at that, it's just part of ups and downs. And it's not necessarily getting to that mountaintop. It's the journey to get to the mountaintop. A lot of people get to that mountaintop and think, well, there's nothing else to do now. And they get bored. But, you know, you want to always, things are ups and downs. And we're never on that top of that mountain uh, for long. It usually comes down the other way. So uh, I would look at it that way. Yeah. Jason says the stories he shares in his book, A Soldier Against All Odds, will remind you that no matter how tough things may seem right now, that you, yes, even you, can get through it. And really, this is a story of inspiration, survival, and hope in a self-depreciating way that no matter what phase of life you're in, you can look at this and come away inspired. It's not just in writing. I mean, I failed the first grade. I, I had been identified as a dummy, not by myself, but by three different professionals. Okay. So a lot of people think, well, I've got this problem, but no, really it's something that you can think, well, if this damn guy made it and maybe I could. And Jason wants to remind you that it doesn't take some special set of skills. It doesn't take something unique. It doesn't take some superpower that only certain people have to be successful and to overcome your obstacles. Sometimes it just takes showing up. I'm going to tell you, uh, if you've been through it, I've probably been through more of it. And so I think in just inspiration and hope, uh, no matter what phase of life you're in, uh, show up at the right time, right place, and the right attitude, regardless of whatever job you're in. And you'll be doing better than most people, even if you don't know a damn thing. Our thanks to Jason Pike. He's the author of A Soldier Against All Odds. You can find links to him and his work in the show notes for this episode at thefitmess.com. Just listening to that, I think back to my own life and all the pain and all the failure and all the things that happened to me. And I want to be a victim and I want to be, I want it to be sad. I want it to be a tragedy, but I choose to think about all of those things that, that pain and the failure. It's part of my journey. It's part of the resilience I have today. It's part of the success that I am today. And I can't trade that. So it's a choice we make to look at that as part of our life's journey and not really let it define what our actual potential is. Yeah. I like how you talked about that victim mentality. It's so much easier to be a victim because that implies that someone's going to come along and save you. Someone else has Mm -hmm. the answer. They ain't coming. It's you. It's all Mm -hmm. on you. So that's just a lesson that I keep needing to learn over and over and over again, because (laughs) man, victim is a real easy role to play when you got a lot of practice. Uh, I also like how he talked about, especially as a guy coming out of the military, right? I mean, that was the part of this story that blew me away is this is a guy that spent 30 years in the military and still like discipline was a challenge for him, even though he had somebody kicking his ass on a daily basis. 
that's that's some resilience against growth right there to to fight back against that kind of discipline. But the fact that he walked away with a curiosity that sent him down these paths of self-development, self-improvement, it is it's just trying stuff. And that's what this show is all about. It's just uh, in this case now 200 something different ideas, things you can just try to try to have a little bit better of a life, to, to make life suck a little bit less. If you can learn to meditate, if you can learn to do yoga, if you can learn to sit in an ice bath, if you can learn to just shut the fuck up for five minutes and let life tell you where you're supposed to be instead of constantly trying to figure it out, man, it just gets so much easier when you just get curious and try new things. It's all about your attitude, right? It's, it's how you go into it. It's all about exploring yourself, being curious, and being okay with being wrong, mm-hmm. changing your beliefs. Well, and, and a finally, wonderful thing. And finally, the idea that like, you don't have to be special. We're all just people. Sometimes, like you said, just showing up is enough. If you can well, just- Well, I need, I, I do need to be special. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's, I mean, it does feel good. Let's be honest, but yes, it doesn't take special superpowers. Usually you just got to be there show up, try something. And with that, we hope you've enjoyed this episode. You can find more like it and bonus clips from our show at our website. That is thefitmess.com. There you can find also discounts for a variety of health and wellness products we use and recommend. That's also where you're going to find a new episode from us in just a few days. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next time at thefitmess.com. See you, everyone. We know this podcast is amazing. It doesn't seem to lack anything, but we need a legal disclaimer. Prior to implementing anything discussed in this podcast, it is your responsibility to conduct your own research and consult your physician. You should assume that Jeremy and Zach don't know what they're talking about, and they're not liable for any physical or emotional issues that occur directly or indirectly from listening to this podcast.